0: I'm Mandy Jarkic from Creative Matters, and you're listening to Creative Matters on Air, where I have conversations with new and established artists from around New Zealand. I love to listen to artists' stories and learn about their creative process, and maybe you do too, which is why I've made this podcast, to inspire, inform, and educate. I hope you can take away something positive and encouraging from each of these amazing stories to help you on your own creative journey. Hi and welcome to Creative Matters. Thank you very much for joining me. Today I am talking to Lucy Davidson. Lucy is a contemporary landscape painter from the Tutakaka coast in Northland, New Zealand, and she currently lives in Auckland. Her abstract paintings explore the notion that nature and human emotion are interconnected and affect each other. To Lucy, memories are inherent in our natural landscape and she uses colour to highlight the things we might miss in our daily encounters with natural elements. Her experiences at Elam School of Fine Arts in Auckland, New Zealand and in the film, TV and design industries in her early 20s have informed her painting practice and she is now a full-time artist at the age of 30. She has created a busy practice and an inspiring life for herself that allows for freedom, flexibility and creativity. Good morning, Lucy. Good morning, Mandy. It's great to have you here. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you so much for having me out. It was a beautiful drive and yeah, gorgeous morning to be here, so thank you.
0: Thank you, and welcome to Creative Matters.
1: I'm really looking forward to this chat and looking forward to yeah, just connecting. It's been a while.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. It's really nice to have you here. All right, Lucy, let's go right back to the beginning. Can you tell us, please, where you were born and some things about your childhood and what sort of child you were?
1: Sure. I was born in Northland in Whangarei. And um when I was about 8 my parents took a year out and we moved to Dunedin for a year and then when we came home we moved out to the coast to Nannguru um where my parents still are and they bought a beautiful lifestyle block out there that runs down to the estuary which has just been a continuous source of inspiration and I guess yeah we had a really creative childhood my parents are teachers so I was always in the drama department with dad, um, you know, setting up rigs for shows and um, painting the backdrops <laughs> from when I was really young and doing, uh, you know, costume design and music and all of those those wonderful things involved with um, storytelling for drama. And mum's a writer and, and she was very creative. Uh, she took us to lots of art classes when we were young i did mine and my sister's work because she, she's more involved with science she's a nurse um and yeah just just all the things we explored um all the different creative things and just had a really yeah awesome childhood it was mm. really fun
0: Oh, it sounds beautiful and that tutukaka coast is just gorgeous yeah it is yeah <laughs> very inspiring and uh as a child were you making things at that time
1: we, we were doing fashion shows, and I was always dressing my friends and relatives um, for for shows that we put on for the family at Christmas time and um, big productions. so I was always behind the scenes doing hair and makeup and mm-hmm. cutting up pr- um, probably gorgeous silk scarves that my grandmother had given us this, and making yeah making costumes and uh, painting envelopes, e- all, everything. I, I remember painting my bedroom wall and my mum came in and it was probably pretty bad. <laughs> Just always kind of behind the scenes doing um, touch-ups and and changing the colour of walls and mm, um, renovating asking. from a very young age.
0: <laughs> so good. And so uh, did you take that creativity into your high school years?
1: I did. I went to tikiponga High School where both of my parents were teachers, and I got instantly involved with the drama department, dance, um, music, and art, um, all, all the subjects. I petitioned to swap out maths for extra art subjects. I remember doing that, and um, I had to take maths in my lunch hour so that I could <laughs> um add those extra subjects in because I just wanted to do them all. I wanted to do printmaking photography, painting um, and sculpture, sewing, just, yeah, everything. So um, the school was really – they really catered to that and they really supported, um, I guess, my headstrong nature of wanting to do, be involved in everything and do all the um, creative subjects. So that I was really grateful to have teachers sort of backing me there and mum and dad always said as long as I did English – and science i could do any other any other subject probably because my
0: godfather was a science teacher
1: <laughs> and Even they happy. were the english teachers so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but that is, that is so good that the school had that flexibility
1: yeah yeah no it yeah. was amazing yeah. and it was it's a very small school i think there were only 600 students when i was there so and that's from intermediate through to high school so they were um they every every teacher knew you personally and uh, was very involved in what your passions and interests were, so mm.
0: yeah, and that's Whangarei? That's some Whangarei, yeah.
1: yeah, I think one of your fellow uh, creative, Carly Rust, oh, she was she went to Tiki as oh, well. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I just sent her a message to say, cool. <laughs>
0: "Hi." It's <laughs> awesome. How good is that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, how did you go with with your with your art subjects, and you know what kind of thing were you making at that time? I was, yeah. So I was doing. Lots of
1: drama, and i and I was involved with shows um Dad was running the the department then at the time, and so he was often taking us to the Shakespeare festivals and doing entries. um he did lots of fairy tales and um, directed the plays and so I was really involved in the drama department and through that I think I started painting the backdrops and being involved more in the props and the set design and I really loved that more than acting um, even though I I was performing in the shows too and I think that's where I really fell in love with um, yeah with design was through the art department and that supporting role for productions and being part of a community of Um,
0: fellow creatives Mm. Yeah. yeah that's really cool that's a good way to start and would you actually I mean when you were doing your painting subject for example did you start to develop some kind of practice then do you think or was it just kind of more experimental at that time
1: I guess it was its own practice of sorts it's very different to what I'm producing now I was doing a lot of portraiture back in high school and that was around identity with um you know the the projects that you're given in high school um I had amazing art teachers who I just always always think about and they just went above and beyond uh, to make sure that everyone found their feet and um So much so that my seventh form art teacher, Mari, put my proposal into Elam because she I decided to go to graphic design school and I was all enrolled and and had the interview and was ready. And she said, I I just I think you've overseen art school and I I just I don't know if um if you should rule it out and so she said, I'm gonna send your portfolio in and um it's done. (laughs) It's done and just have a think about it. And then I just did this full 180 and just decided to go to art school instead. Wow. um, Yeah, so I just – I think that that backing from them and just always opening the door for things, they were just always ready to, Mm. you know, pick up on what you were maybe – maybe I said I wanted to do design, but my heart was with painting and for whatever reasons, if they were commercial reasons, because I didn't think I could make a living as an artist, um, they – ignored those and just sort of said why don't you just give it a shot <laughs> mm, which is so
0: fantastic yeah yeah it was really yeah, amazing how incredible hmm. you know and you'll always be grateful for those kind of teachers in your life absolutely you know? yeah and um and lovely for you that you felt that they believed in you and you know thought you had a career very ahead of you
1: yeah very very grateful for for them and they were amazing artists themselves they did Mm. beautiful work and we just had such a good time in the art department we were always there after hours we you know they would buy us fish and chips at lunchtime if we (laughs) had a big deadline to meet in terms of boards and um we had the music cranking and it was just an absolute buzz Mm. you know the whole everyone wanted to be in that painting room and we had this little kind of closet off the I call it a closet but it's like a little side room off the painting room and if you just shut the door no one knew you were in there so you could get away with being in there a lot (laughs) and skipping you know maybe I shouldn't say that but skipping Uh other subjects to just tuck away and and work on yeah
0: yeah Yeah. which is so good and it's, it's establishing you know the way that you are going to be probably for the rest of your life in some ways. Mm, yeah. mm. And it, when you hear stories like that, you just, I mean, for me, I'm like, oh, my God, it would be an amazing job being an art teacher at secondary uh, school uh, yeah. in some ways. Yeah. I think there's downsides too with the sort of formal approach and, you yeah. know, what you have to, the boxes that you have to tick.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I i look back at that a lot and think, oh, I nearly, I nearly went to teacher training college. I went to the first day and then I dropped out really? <laughs> decided to do something else yeah but, um
0: yeah so and so tell us about that journey into um, into Elam mm-hmm. and um you know did you go there straight from school or how did that happen
1: I did I left home when I was 17 and moved to Auckland and I started at Elam and I was there for four years so it was a it was a bit of a a roller coaster leaving home, as I'm sure many people experience. It was just, you know, a big city compared to small town Nungaru. Um And it, everything just felt overwhelming and huge. And um, university was huge. I just can't, I, I can't even remember how I found my way. Around campus, but there were just so many buildings, and I was always running late. Um, you know, just used to knowing everything like the back of your hand, and then and then getting into such a big space. Um, but it really opened my eyes, and I really enjoyed the subjects that I took. I took a lot of film papers at university, and that became sort of my minor was film and television, and. Um, I did a little bit of painting, but not all the way through. I, I main, mainly did film through Elam and, and video, yeah. So then I started working with a production company um, straight uh, in my fourth year and was an intern for them and learnt how to edit and um, put together videos, which was really, that was a really cool experience. Mm. And then I sort of took... A little bit of time out to go traveling and came back, did my first painting. Wow. <laughs> um, not my first painting, but my first painting since, yeah. you know, art school. And
0: for your first painting for yourself. For
1: myself, exactly. Not for any grading or um, or anybody else. And I just painted these large figures on the beach. And that was sort of the start of an idea. Um, to put a piece of work together, and you know a body of work together, and then I ended up taking um so I'm skipping forward a little bit now, but this is a couple of years out of uni. I took a job with a magazine, and I was working as a graphic designer and working for the film company. Wow, and then I just was falling in love with painting again, um and so. I think I took on a third job and I was working as an interior designer as well. Wow. And I was just try- kind of trying to find my feet, trying yeah. to find all these things that I loved. And I took some time out. I took six months where I just said I'd do contracts for the magazine to get that in production. And I moved home to Nangarau to mum and dad's and I set up a little studio up there and um, in their house, which they were renovating and I helped them renovate the pro- the property and I painted every morning from sort of 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then I'd stop and help them work and do dinner and things. And there were these just really long days where I was working through all of these ideas that I had to paint. And it just was spilling out. And I, yeah, I was there for six months creating. And I came back to Auckland and I had a show. And that was the first show. Oh, my gosh. So when, how many years ago was that? That was, I think, two. Th- in 2017,
0: 16, 17. Mm. I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> mm. So sort of five or six years ago. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. I mean, you know, I'd love to know when you first started, when you did that first painting after that time, you know, what was it? How did you feel getting back into painting and, and what was it that sort of took you down another path?
1: It was it was a It was an amazing feeling. I painted this huge piece. It was two meters by two meters uh square, and it was a figure of a boy and I think I'd just broken up with a a boyfriend or I was breaking up with a boyfriend <laughs> and um so maybe there was a bit of that coming out mm. and I just painted this person in quite in detail. And then the other piece later was a girl, so that was probably representative of me or of lovers lost or something like that um and they were on this coastline separated by oceans, and that was my partner, the you know a nice story mm. um and so it was sort of i i guess a really cathartic painting of of emotion and and loss and love and um all of those things, and I'd turn to the ocean for healing and, you know, working through all of that. So then these paintings evolved into seascapes. And I, yeah, I, I just remember having been to Europe for a few months and l- seeing all these artists paint and in, in expressive um, styles. I was so inspired to just abstract. Reality, because I had been painting quite formally, um, and that must have been the birth of the abstraction mm. love affair that I have. <laughs> oh, I love that story. Yeah, it
0: started with a a um, break, a breakup, a, a, break-up <laughs> a love affair coming to an end, and then it was the beginning yeah. of a new love affair. Yeah,
1: and it was the beginning of a new love affair because then I had that show, and through the process of putting that on. I fell back in love with that person and oh, he's really? my partner today oh so. my
0: goodness! yeah oh wow that's even better <laughs> it's a true love story yeah how so we're beautiful. engaged now which is um oh congratulations yeah, thank you yeah that that is a beautiful story wow you've just made it even more beautiful saying that you're back with the sky so how cool is that Wow, okay, so um, the love affair began in more ways than one, mm-hmm. and how did you kind of, you know, from that time with your, at your parents' home, which would have been such a treat to have so much time to paint, you know, what, what happened from there with your show, how did, how did you get the show?
1: There were a few things working in the background, and there always are in my life, I, I seem to, I don't know, always have multiple jobs or, or side things going on, but... I had done a piece for a um, an interior designer who's a very good friend of mine now. And she, we, we, I was working as an interior design assistant for her and we'd put together this look for a showroom and the budget didn't allow for original artwork. We were going to have to do a print and I just didn't really like that. <laughs> I really wanted... It was the first project that I'd really been involved with and had a lot of say in. And I really wanted them to have this amazing hero feature piece, so I painted it. and um, that was hard on the it was around the same time as this show was coming together, and um, I started to just get some some clients through that. So once that all came to fruition, the show sold out. It, um, we hosted it in Newmarket in the in a little community gallery that one of my good friends from university was running and yeah we I just sold every piece and that was just so exciting and then I had this client you know showroom piece and at that moment I just sort of had the spark of this just brings me so much joy and this makes me so happy and inspired this is what I want to do for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. I just don't want to Go to teacher training college, which is what I'd planned to do. I don't want to work in commercial design anymore, and that was where that spark was born. Mm. And I just kind of kept going and kept painting and, wow. and working.
0: That's, um, so great that you had that sort of really early on had that affirmation that your work is, you know, well, is is going to be well received.
1: It was the most joyous experience to just have and. It was such an amazing turnout on on opening night and we'd invited, you know, uh, all of these design clients and people from the industry where I was working in film and people from the design industry. And I just felt like all of these connections and, you know, came came together and came there for me and it was just the most, mm. yeah, incredible moment. I, I just will never forget that and having that buzz. And um I'd done a mural for – a cafe and he said oh look I'll do your food I'll, I'll you know provide the food for the um event and I had some people donate some wine and it just felt like mm. the most incredible you know coming together yeah. of support and I hadn't asked for any any of it I just mm. said oh, I've created these works and can we
0: yeah. put
1: them up and you know um in the space and yeah I just absolutely that was the first time I think that I'd experienced that Support of the art community mm. um, because maybe I was a bit disconnected at, at art school or or something, but that felt different.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and really positive. And it's a real reflection, I'd say, on you as a person as well as your talent. Thank you. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that you, I can see just from meeting you today that you are that kind of person who gathers people around you. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've obviously done that in those different industries mm. within mm. the art industry, which is so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you've kind of taken that um, along on your next journey. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. More that's of that, day. please, because it's just, yeah, it's that's something I've really missed from being in isolation and um no, not just from the outer world, but <laughs> um, sometimes going internally, as we do as artists, just so, and that's why I'm really thrilled to be here, because it's so lovely to connect and actually just get outward with, it's easy to naturally regress and, yeah. you know, be, retreat.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of artists have found that hard over the last couple of years with y- the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And it's so lovely for me to meet you, Lucy, because we've already talked about you possibly joining Creative Matters as an educator, so you never know. It's very cool. (laughs) I'd love to be a part of that. That'd be great. Um, So just for the people who don't know your work, Lucy, I mean, you can see your work on your blog post, which Mm -hmm. is on our website, but um, can you just describe (laughs) your painting if you can? (laughs) I know it's a tricky one, but um, give people a sense of, of your painting who don't know your work
1: my painting i would describe as contemporary landscape uh however i try to bring in lots of hints to language and to different ideas through that and i do that through titling and through the abstraction process so they it, it explores a lot of you know emotional states it explores um just things that are happening in, in the world around us. And I do that through light and um, and line work. The line work often represents not just geographical reference, but um, some sort of other storytelling link. Like at, at the moment I'm working on a series uh, called Engraved and using um, laser etchings um, to, yeah, just to explore those different um, connections with overseas and i'm I'm kind of drawing inspiration from lyrics of songs and um and to bring together my relatives and friends who are you know disconnected so it's about communication and um yeah and distance i
0: guess <laughs> mm, yeah and your work is very um I mean, when you look at it, you, it's very cohesive, even though you sort of bring in different elements. So, mm. you know, there's the sort of reference to landscape, mm. but there's also, um, you know, like you said, the line work and then texture and um, and using different sort of materials like the silver pigment and gold leaf and that kind of thing and, mm-hmm. and pen. And mm-hmm. um, and then, as you said, the, the titles. I've, I noticed that, that your titles are quite... Um, interesting you know they sort of really help to explain what you're thinking I mm. guess what's behind the painting so um can you describe the actual look because I I'm really interested <laughs> in your color palette for okay. a start because there is quite a lot of pink in there which is one of my favorite colors yeah but um it feels like yeah there is this sort of thread that goes through all the different types of paintings mm. so can you talk about that
1: I mean, first and foremost, I'm definitely my biggest inspiration is the sunset and sunrise. So pink skies um, I mean I think around the world, <laughs> it must be the most popular you know time of day. I think everyone you, you can't not like a sunrise or a sunset. this it just fills you with calm and um and energy and so that's that's my favorite time of those are my two favorite times of the day um so I take a lot of inspiration from the sky and from golden hour um and then I yeah bring in other elements like the the sea or the teal blues and greens and the bush and um, I draw a lot from the natural environment of up north with the the estuary where we live um And I'll just slowly bring in new colours as I'm working. So I work across a big range of paintings at a time, up to sort of 20 pieces at once. And I'll have the same tubes going (laughs) of paint. And then I'll slowly bring in new colours as I start to explore different sort of ideas. Um, When I was working night shifts teaching at Paintvine, I was doing a lot of neon work because we did these After Dark series, and I think that really inspired my work. So I was, you know, using these fluorescent paints and um, working with neon pinks and neon oranges, and kind of looking at how th- I, I think I look a lot at the relationship between the man made and the natural world, even though that maybe doesn't come through my work so heavily. Um, that's what I was exploring at university was that kind of the machine versus um, nature mm. and, and the organic. Mm. Um, hence, my now return to the
0: laser cutter. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that in a second. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So, uh, do you actually, do most of your paintings start with that landscape inspiration? Do you think, or do sometimes you just it's more of a sort of shape, geometric?
1: Idea. They're, they're always landscape, and yeah, I think that's the constant for sure. Is a geographical reference, whether that's like a memory of a place or working from a picture of a place, um, and yeah, yeah. So definitely, always start with the landscape, or start with um, that that idea of segment of Skyland, see, um, or thirds. I work a lot from thirds and the rule of thirds.
0: Mm. <laughs> and are you quite horizon driven?
1: Yes. Yes, always looking for the horizon. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah,
0: can't seem to get away from that. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's in you somewhere, isn't it? that yeah. horizon for some people,
1: especially when when um when walking and when driving. I'm I'm always I love that moment where you drive over a hill and there's sea, and you're you know um probably one of my favourite memories of um of driving i used to go home every weekend when i first started university because i was so homesick and i just missed northland so every friday night i'd pack up my car and head home and the moment where you come over the brinduance and and you've arrived in northland and that it was you know normally the sun was sort of setting and um, that horizon expands out in front of you and then it's the home stretch for a kaka to to whangarei and you just that relief of yep here I am <laughs>
0: yeah I'm home yeah, yeah. it's yeah. pretty powerful isn't it yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah she gives me goosebumps just hearing you uh, uh. talk about that because it's and I think something about the horizon is quite um grounding yeah yeah even though it's you'll never get there it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. So it's quite out of reach journey to the horizon yeah <laughs> that's very very cool so Lucy you obviously um use a lot of different processes and um different materials for your work but could you talk us through um, the the whole process of how you sort of come up with an idea for a, a painting and where you go from there and um, all the way to the end
1: yeah I can I think I will often have a seed for an idea buried really really deep down and it takes a little bit to surface and I, I think what I've discovered is that the more I work On a series, and the bigger that series is, the faster I get to that seed and sort of uncover it. So I think sometimes I'll be, for for example, um, I did a show in 2019 called Outlines, and I think I first had the idea when I was driving on the motorway, and I was thinking about the way that life sort of rushes past, and yeah, probably that horizon seeking um moments of calm and transition and between spaces so going from um I I was doing a lot of transitioning in life at that time so I was working as an artist during the day and then as a teacher in the evenings and thinking about those different zones that we sort of occupy and then going home and being a mother to my my little German Shepherd dog and (laughs) and not so little but um so those ideas of different spaces that you occupy was was coming up, but I didn't realise that that was the idea for the show until I'd booked the date for the show and um, eight months ahead ahead of time, and started working on thirty paintings, and I was I'd started you know planning out these landscapes. I was pouring. Um, so in my practice, I pour initial layers of paint. It's very fluid. I sort of um, mix lots of water into the acrylics and I pour them all over the canvas and I let them drip and I get in there really physically. So I'm lifting them up uh, and resting them on the wall and then the floor and then the table and just there, I'm very involved with that process. And then I use a squirty bottle to kind of water it down further and textured mediums to um, give them body and then I go back in and I find the parts that I really am drawn to and I sort of uh, highlight those with um glazing techniques so I'll deepen those parts that are interesting or I'll use a really fine brush and um and bring out the detail and trace around things and then as I'm going I'll I'll be collecting reference images and whether that's of mangroves or of um different bird species. I've got those kind of gathered in the studio and I start to find where those things could come out in the works. So they're all really organic to start with. And then I'll start to see maybe a bird shape in one and I'll go, "Oh, will go and find the the right bird for that spot. And there could be a branch organically coming out of that foot. <laughs> and um, yeah. And so then I, I get in there with the detail and that, that is where I could just be 12 hours on a piece without lifting my head and forget to eat and, you know, um, and, and I'm just really absorbed in the process. And then once I'm about, I think, three quarters of the way through is where I go, oh, there was that moment on the motorway and it's about space and it's about transition. And then I start to bring in that seed, that original idea and explore that. And then hone in on that. And so I came up with some of the titles like sightseeing in the fast lane. And it's just about moving through those different spaces. So, um, yeah. Mm,
0: That's really fascinating.
1: Yeah. Get in there before I know what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, which is amazing, and and you choose how many pieces you're going to do, and you're not quite sure of the theme at the time, but you book your exhibition, which is very brave.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think there's something about that pressure driver yeah. that
0: just yeah just uh, makes yeah. Well, makes it come it never, to life. Maybe never happens, or it never <laughs> quite comes together unless you've got that deadline. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've always thrived under a certain
0: amount of chaos. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> So you often kind of are responding to what's happening with your with your paint, uh, sort of organically almost, mm-hmm. isn't it? And then it sort of becomes something that comes from your memories or mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. from research or mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. do you ever actually start with an actual landscape, which you and you start that process in a different way?
1: Yeah, I suppose that would be a different thread of my work, and that very much comes into play with my commissions. So commissions. I often work from a photograph or a, a lot of different, I ask clients to send me as many pictures as they can because I like to fuse the different perspectives together. I don't just like to go, that's one facet of a place. Um, so I'd, I'd like to pull out all the different elements that, uh, that seem to happen in, in the painting process. And that, that's yeah, a different driver, I think. So if I'm studying a, particular island or or um cove landscape whatever it is um I'll also overlay topography so I'll I'll pull up um a map view of the location that they've sent me and try and bring in some of those lines and just get a really different dimension happening in the pieces
0: Mm, that's beautiful Mm. and so are the lines that you sometimes add to your paintings with pen I presume is that is that all sort of topography based or is it something else that you're bringing in as well?
1: So mixture, uh, They I use a, a zero brush. So most of the lines are done with a really tiny brush right. and then some with a fine fine marker uh, and I mix the two. But I, yeah, I, I will often sit with a map on my phone or a printout of a map and kind of draw from them. But also go haywire mm. <laughs> um so it's sort of a fragmented um loose abstracted um impression of of the original lines so that they become a bit more organic and then if there's a bump in the canvas you know from texture that I've put down I just let that go and um let that guide the new lines and then I add in ones that are I don't know I don't really know what they are <laughs>
0: But they've just come they're from just, somewhere within.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I had a conversation with a friend a few years ago and we'd done design together and she said it would be really interesting to strip your paintings back to um, to black and white, how we used to do with logo design. And I that's really stuck with me. I, I sort of thought oh, I couldn't possibly do that because my paintings are so layered and they're so much about color. But. I think that is where some of those lines came from, was just trying to think about how I would represent a piece in one motion or mm. in, um, yeah, restricted palette.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting to see your work in, in black and white. I can't really <laughs> imagine it.
1: I have done some ballpoint and sketch um, mm. yeah, renditions. Yeah, but,
0: and it would yeah. be beautiful because you, you use line and shape in, in such a beautiful way you probably could get a still a, a very gorgeous work but you know color for me is, mm-hmm. is such a big part of mm. what you're what you're saying yeah
1: color and light and yeah so how
0: how do you restrict light into uh, into a line work <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> um, interesting yeah and so you use gold leaf and um silver pigments and that kind of thing. so mm-hmm. how how do you add that?
1: Ah, uh, so i I use resin as well. so some in some of my pieces, i I mix resin, and I will have painted a piece to sort of three quarters, and then um, I either drop the pigment into a varnish or I drop it into the resin as it's curing. And then that again gives those different dimensions. So, then I also like to paint back on top of the resin once it's dried. And the f- the finished result, it just looks like there's something sort of a barrier between, um, it's like looking through the glass at a view, but having something on the glass in the foreground as well. Um, and I love those different, the depth that that can create and um, the way that it really it really sets the gold leaf. It it just gives it this really amazing luminosity. So Mm. um, yeah, I just love love those mediums.
0: And you work in acrylics?
1: Yeah, I work in acrylics mostly, sometimes oil, um, I'm a little bit impatient for oil. I like things to be done
0: now. <laughs> yeah, sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realise that you could actually just apply resin straight onto acrylic. Yeah. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. And what do you do? You work on canvas or? Uh... Uh,
1: for my resin works, I use ply boards um, because it just holds the the weight of the resin a bit more. Mm. Um, But it it will go on canvas if it's stretched well. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then you can paint on top, acrylic back on top of it. You
1: can. I've been to a number of art stores to discuss this process, but I very lightly sand it so that it gives it something to grip to. And then I um, spray back in with acrylic um, spray paint. I try to use the acrylic brands because they're a bit less toxic. And... um, and then it, yeah, it has a really good bond, and um, and it, I really enjoy the, the different matte and gloss as a contrast. It's really, yeah,
0: it's mm. beautiful. So you don't cover the whole piece in resin. N-
1: well, I will, but then I will paint back into right. it, so then the stuff on top is is matte yeah. or satin. Yeah. yeah.
0: And can you actually come in with a paintbrush and acrylic paint onto the resin, or does it have to be the spray version? Yes, so long as you've just sort of lightly sanded it
1: to right. give it some grip. Oh. yeah yeah otherwise it could just scratch off yeah if it was um i mean you'd have to scratch it off but it will yeah
0: interesting mm. and how what form do you buy your resin
1: in? i buy the art resin brand so it just comes in a big bottle. Mm. and you two parts so you mix it together uh, it's quite a it's quite a process i look like a um i don't know i wear a big gas mask and um yeah because, yeah <laughs>
0: it is quite a messy process yeah that's really interesting. I didn't know that you could actually do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an amazing, um, yeah.
0: That's cool. And how do you apply your gold leaf?
1: Uh, So you use a size um, and you paint that down with a brush and let it dry for about 15 minutes. And then you come back and it's tacky. It always stays tacky. And then I get my little gloves out and I... Slap it down and then brush off the excess and I always try to capture the excess because I reuse it and mm. it's just so precious I don't want any any yeah. of it to go to waste. So. Sometimes when I um laugh or or sneeze, or you know, I, it just blows everywhere, and it's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had some real, some real moments with gold leaf flying up into the wind, and oh, so you know, no. someone opens a door, and it's
0: everywhere. But <laughs> it's too expensive to let it float yeah, it around.
1: it. it? Is, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and it's such a lovely addition <laughs> to your color palette to have the the metallic of the gold and the silver. Mm. It seems to really fit so mm. beautifully. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it's the closest thing to that natural um, shine
0: from. Mm. Yeah
1: from the sun mm. when it ca- when it hits the
0: water and you get that real gleam.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's.
0: And you use sort of a rust color. I've noticed in some of your works which complements so beautifully with those pinks and blues and greens, I guess.
1: I really I'm loving the rust at the moment and they just remind me of um the the banks down by the estuary where the you know um the roots are kind of coming out through the earth and uh, the, I don't know, the colours of Nico. I'm just looking out your window and it's all in there in the mm. trunks. And, and the yeah. clay, I guess. Yeah, too. clay. Abs- yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really beautiful. Who <laughs> inspires you? As You know, which artists inspire mm. you? And Good um, question.
1: So many. One of the longest standing inspirations in this, I've just stuck with him since high school, is Connor Harrington. He's an Irish painter. And he does these amazing, big figurative pieces that have kind of patches missing, and um his technical skill is bewildering and they they link into abstraction, and you know you know you'll have like an arm and then the fabric sort of drips away or is um, is translucent through to the surface that it's painted on. And he does these really large scale murals. And I've always loved that mixture of um, something representational into a technique that you just can't create with a camera or you know, it has to be paint and it has to be loose and free and you can just see the artist's hand in his work. And I think that's what draws me to abstraction so much is just seeing the the, the freeness of somebody's hand um, and how organic that is. And, I mean, I, I love all other forms. I love photography and I love um, digital design as well. Um, but I think seeing that freeness is, is why I'm in love with abstract.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, good yeah. answer. And I think every mark is... You know, really does come from within the artist. Yes. That's what I love about yeah. abstraction as well. Yes. You know, it just it's very personal. And even though other people might not understand what it's about necessarily. Yeah. It's such a you know, mark making to me is, is such a beautiful process. It's yes. such a, a personal thing.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And and the more yeah, the more you do it, the more you can you really see an artist's hand, you can recognise somebody's work in the way that they put you know, apply paint to canvas or um whatever it is they're putting mm. down. It's yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's cool. like their whole yeah, their whole voice in a piece is
0: um is really special. Mm. And it's very personal. Yeah. And um a day in the life of Lucy. What's a day in the life like? of Lucy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um normally starts with a dog walk um we've got two dogs at our house and we yeah so I, I love to walk them in the mornings um I love coffee so I'll always start the day with a coffee and a walk uh, and then I head into the studio and probably answer some emails and look at the shop and make you know check check any orders that are outstanding and then I kind of plan out what I'm working on, if that's meeting a commission deadline or working on um, a series. And then I just crank the music or a podcast and get into it and that's
0: the best way to start the day. Mm, Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds a bit like the beginning of my day too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing to go walking, I think. just It's a nice way of kind of organising ideas.
1: Yeah, and I, I always think you feel like you've almost done a whole day before you even get started when Mm. you've had a good walk and um, appreciated the sunrise and the new place that we've moved into overlooks, it's got a little glimpse of the water and the sun rises right into my bedroom. So that's, a stunning way to start mm, the day yeah. yeah
0: and fits so beautifully with your practice yeah. <laughs> it's like the gods the, the morning gods are talking yeah <laughs> and um I know that you have a shared studio space in yeah. B. yeah can you tell us about that
1: yes so I'm downstairs at Endemic World and there's are there are uh, well, there were four of us last year but we've reduced to two Um, So my studio buddy and I, uh, we'll often have coffee together and chats and talk about work. And we work a lot together as well. So I've started helping him with commercial work. Um, His name is Sparrow, but Component is his art name. And we, yeah, I've started helping him out with murals. And um, we've just really enjoyed forming that collaboration. So um, we went to Queenstown earlier this year for a big project. And that's been an awesome way to stay connected and um, expand my practice into something slightly different because that's working with aerosol and lots of, he does lots of geometric work and stenciling, which is um, not as organic as mine. It's just a totally different, more formal um, way of working. And then I've brought some of that into his work, some of my organic mark making, and it's a really nice fusion.
0: Mm, Would be.
1: Yeah. So um, if I'm working with or alongside Sparrow we yeah we will plan that out in the studio and otherwise I'm we've got um similar music tastes so we're we're often just cranking the music and working along and Yelling at each other over the top of it. <laughs> are I you ready it. for caffeine or are you ready for, <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> for lunch so in the park or something? Yeah, yeah so it's it really fun. Isn't it? So you've got that, you know, you've got your own space, but you've got the benefits of having someone in that space also creating.
1: And we've also got the benefits of the upstairs crew at Endemic who do all our printing and framing. And they also have a gallery at the front. So uh, it's really an amazing dynamic space. Um, the team up there is so awesome they bring down my prints for me to sign and they'll often leave me cute little notes and um you know yeah it's just Mm. it's just a really fun
0: place to be. That sounds amazing yeah and so what can you tell us about the gallery at Endemic World? So Endemic World is a really
1: amazing space and they have a lot of different artists in the gallery and Elliot who runs the space really supports artists to be independent and um and he does a lot of work behind the scenes in helping grow a career for an artist as well, which I think is something that probably slips under the radar a bit. And he, recently he started a an, an secondary um, part of the company called Art of Services. So there's the gallery side where he um, presents work to the public and there's the, the gallery where you can walk in and look at paintings and um, and get to know you know, artists work in there, but there's also other services. So we can place orders for prints, framing, and just any inquiries that you have about what papers to use or anything like that is, uh, is all there. It's all on, on that website. And so that's been a really amazing p- thing to be a part of, to learn, you know, how, um, so he comes and asks us what would be beneficial. And, um, and he's just, yeah, really mm. incredible character really to (laughs) very supportive yeah sounds
0: perfect I mean how did you actually discover this
1: place how did I discover endemic (laughs) vault? I was browsing so I was um I've been there three years now and just over three years and I was just in the shop and I was wearing my paint overalls and he came Elliot came up to me and said do you need help with anything and I said, "Ah, oh, just really loving the space and um, we started chatting, and he said, oh, "I feel like you look a bit familiar, and I wasn't sure how he recognized me or whatever, but I think it was Instagram, so good old social media mm-hmm. <laughs> set us up, and then we got chatting, and he said, "'Would you like to have your work here and um I was thrilled to yeah to do that, so we started stocking his space and um this, this must be about five years ago and then we got to know each other through having my work in the gallery and one day I mentioned that I was looking for a space and he said well look I've got room downstairs um you're welcome to come in and trial it out and if you love it you can stay and I loved it so mm, I stayed <laughs> three
0: years later you're still there yeah exactly that's so fantastic
1: yeah and he supported me through um the show I was talking about earlier outlines um yeah and
0: Mm, that sounds great I mean it sounds like just such a win-win situation in so many ways you know it's brilliant Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and really good for facilitating the connection with other artists too because it's a it's a hub and you know with the shows and things you're you're always looking to the space to go and meet others and see other people's work I've collected a lot of art from the gallery and just you know, even after hours, if I'm walking through and I see something, I'm like, oh, I might buy that tomorrow. <laughs> mm,
0: that's so good. It, yeah, it could be dangerous. It is quite dangerous. But. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, it's brilliant and it's it's a nice way to work. And you, you don't ever feel like you'd like a studio on your property? you like to head off out to the studio? May,
1: maybe one day I'll do that again. But I did do that for a couple of years before I took up the endemic world space. We lived out in Greenhithe and um, I had a little conservatory studio out there and that was amazing because I had flatmates at the time who worked from home so we had that within the house but I think being isolated all the time was too hard you know or, or is too hard and not something I'm looking to do at the moment yeah um I just like I just like the connection and even though you do work alone you have that time at morning tea or yeah. lunchtime to just see another human and, yeah have a hello (laughs) yeah
0: I know it's it's a funny one especially when you're younger you're 30 yes just 10 30 um, yeah yeah and I was the same at that age you know I I couldn't imagine having too much time to myself well not that that you do but you know I needed a lot of stimulation I think now I'm older Mm. I don't mind the alone time as Mm. much Mm -hmm. it's something that I've kind of grown into which is nice Mm. you know as long as I don't become a hermit <laughs> <laughs> of some sort. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. it just naturally goes with the territory of creating. I mean, you know, you can still spend 10 hours without seeing anybody, but mm. it is nice to just have access when you need it. And, um, and you know, for advice and for uh, critical feedback as well, I think it's really, really mm-hmm. important part of it, my yeah, practice at the moment. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Yeah. It
0: sounds so good. Yeah. Brilliant. And um, on to the commercial side of your practice, mm. you seem very good. I mean, it may be because you're 30, <laughs> <or> not 50, <laughs> but you're very good at, at Instagram and um, and Facebook and that kind of thing, keeping <laughs> up to date with your social.
1: If you look closely, I'm probably not so good. But you, you do <laughs> have a kind sporadic. of... Very sporadic.
0: What you present is, is really nice. Like you take great... Well, somebody's taking good photos. Yeah. And um, you're... You're kind of a part. Your your face is part of the brand, yeah. Which um, is brave for some artists, you know, would prefer not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I think is nice because people can kind of connect with your practice in some ways when they're seeing something of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you approach all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I I
1: definitely approach it very sporadically, and I'm trying to be a bit more consistent because it's. Been a really amazing way of selling my work and connecting with an audience. So, when I was in Europe, I connected with my younger cousin, and she said, "You don't have Instagram. You're a creative. That's what creatives are using." (laughs) And this was it was a few years ago, but I was just thinking, "Oh, I mean, I've got Facebook. I mean, what what's this Instagram?" And she made me an account and said, "Please." please get on there and get posting. It's very visual and you'll find it a lot easier to, you know, have an audience and to meet people through Instagram. So that's been my, yeah, I've really enjoyed that because I think it's because it's so instant, you can connect with other artists, you can message people, you can um, respond. And so I try to treat it like just an open conversation. Um, It's very casual. I, I post what I'm up to or not. And I share when I feel like sharing. I um, I schedule posts sometimes because I don't like to actually have my phone near me um, for long, long periods, which is frustrating for some people because I'm hard to reach. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I'll have – I have later and I use that and I will get somebody to come in and take pictures in the studio. I'll just say, I'm going to ignore you while you snap away and I'll just keep working because um, I just, you know, I want it to feel kind of natural and mm, authentic. Um, yeah. And, and then, so we'll just have music up and um, chat away and I'll be working and, and then I'll upload those pictures and, and sort of, yeah, feed them in as I'm as I'm talking about a series mm. onto social media.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, it really does work well. And do you do many videos and videos of your process and that kind of thing?
1: I when I remember, I'm normally about three quarters of the way through a painting before I go. Oh, that would have made a great time lapse. Um, but when I remember, I will set the set the little tripod up and do a time lapse, or um, or I'm just really free and I'll be painting with one hand and sort of scanning along with the with the phone on the other. Mm. And uh, but again, with days where I have someone to come in, um, I've got a, a lovely girl Lucy, another Lucy, who comes in to help me um, take take shots of my work and um and yeah she's really she's a really good friend of mine so um just incredibly natural with her mm. and she'll just say, Hey, can you just um go over and work on that one? Um and I'll be like, what? oh okay, yeah, cool, you're still here in <laughs> <laughs> photographing.
0: Yeah, which then, is actually yeah. perfect. Yeah. She probably captures something of you and your personality because she knows you. Yes, yes. It's actually good to have somebody kind of lined up for the photography, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean I find
1: I found I wasn't doing it before I committed to having her to come in, um, and then I'd miss these huge, big, long segments of a process or of a piece. And somebody reached out to me and said, "Hey, I saw the early the early process video of this piece, but you haven't posted any finished shots of it. Where is it?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay. So I've just tried to think a little bit more and asked Luce to help me with um, getting that start to finish." yeah story happening so that it's consistent and um otherwise I'd be just dropping off
0: (laughs) yeah it is I mean it's quite good to have a bit of a plan I guess yeah kind of thing and you know thinking about what who your audience is and what they might be wanting even though it may not be Mm. what you're thinking about at Mm. the time Mm. is good yeah and it's a great record isn't it it's like a gallery Mm. in itself yeah and are you really sort of particular about formatting no not no <laughs> <laughs> it's good it probably all looks gorgeous with your color, lovely color palette anyway I,
1: um not particular at all and i just really go on what i think would look nice next to the last one i, I sort of loosely think oh if that was a close up maybe i'll do something from further back but that's mm. not too um yeah I, I mean i i try a little bit sometimes mm. but then i'll just go but not too oh, forced yeah yeah, yeah.
0: That sounds good to yeah. me. And what is it that you love most about what you do?
1: Uh, the freedom. The freedom to just explore and express and um, the meditation of painting, I think, has been really beautiful for my life. And um, But freedom, I think. just Also, not just from a sense of creating and expressing, but from a place of being able to be available for friends and family and You know, like I've really enjoyed since stepping back from some of my other commitments, being able to pop up north and have a day with my parents or um, go out to the beach for inspiration on on a day where I'm physically exhausted from painting so much and just, yeah, just being able to shape the day however you feel um, with deadlines in mind. But I love those longer stretches for for Mm -hmm. a deadline rather than every day having to sign tasks off yeah um or when i was in production um yeah working to the monthly deadline which was very very strict Mm,
0: and really tight yeah. (laughs) yeah that flexibility is a beautiful thing and just prioritizing you know for me Having time, or just kind of working my my workload around things like my grandson, yes, you know, yes, and my parents, yes, and it's important. I mean, that's, yeah, you design that's, your life, yeah, yeah, that's important stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it means you don't miss things, you know, that are. I mean, it means I can knock off early on a Friday afternoon and plan a really special getaway weekend for close friends or, um, you know, and and be there to to be part of those moments. And Mm. yeah, I've just, I've really thought about that lately, how amazing that is. I'm Mm. not locked into a room um, with daily deadlines. Yeah. And it's great that you've
0: (laughs) done that. You know, you've created that for yourself at at such a young age. Yeah. You know, it's brilliant. And it's a little bit of risk taking with that kind of thing.
1: Oh, for sure. But I did it slowly, and I integrated. You know, I mean, I I had my three other supporting roles for a number of years before I actually um, cut ties and went full time. Mm. And they they were they've all had such an incredible role in my practice because you know I learned design and I learned Photoshop and InDesign through the magazine, and I I learned how to edit videos through the production company and. I, I learned how to take care of clients through my years in hospitality and I learned how to teach um, through my years at Paintvine. And I think every single career, you know, string has had a good, um, a good influence on where yeah, I'm at now, yeah.
0: For sure. And you probably wouldn't be quite ready to make that sort of leap without having so much experience. I mean, even yeah. in that... In in your sh- reasonably short life, you know you've you've <laughs> achieved so much and done so many different things, which has given you the sort of impetus and and yeah. you know the knowledge to kind of create your own world.
1: Yeah, and and the um, I think the knowledge in in failure and and you know in all of those in all of those experiences, there have been some epic um. Yes. Like yeah <laughs> or not you know learning experiences exactly. yeah. yeah and so just learning that that's all a part and parcel of life and it's it's all okay to just fumble away and and to learn as you go and experiment and um if you were a canvas that's not no big deal you can mm. paint over it again and yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and those failures you know so-called failures often sort of inform the you know, the choices that you make later in life and, and yeah. can be actually positives in the end.
1: Yeah, and it's funny what we deem as failures too because I, speaking of, of that, I went in to see John from Printer and, who does the printing for me and many creatives and he said, oh, Lucy, these are gorgeous. And I said, oh, this is failure one and failure two and I'm bringing them to for you to document um just in case I changed my mind one day and he was just like, I don't understand why you've deemed them as failures, but I think we get very in our head about what we expect something to turn out like, Um, you know, if you have a a vision for something and then it works out differently. And, and I've since fallen in love with those pieces and um, they've found, you know, lovely homes and, yeah, so it's all about the framing, I think. Sometimes, mm, totally, <laughs> yeah.
0: And then just getting some input from somebody else can help you to see something in, through different eyes, differently, different lens, absolutely lens, for sure. So, um, what would you, what would you say to to people, you know, in their sort of early twenties, starting on their creative journey, or you know, even for people part way through their lives who are just kind of starting up? What what advice do you have?
1: Oh, uh, just do it. Um, go for it be brave and take lots of advice ask for the critical feedback and don't be afraid of the answers you know really I I always ask my peers and um, my colleagues for their perspective and sometimes it hurts but it just I think it just helps you to expand and grow Mm. so um, never shy away from from feedback
0: nice and what legacy would you like to leave through your art?
1: Uh, f- the the ability to be free and to curate the life that you would like to live. And, Beautiful. Yeah, just, just appreciation for our natural world and um, the special things.
0: Nice. And Lucy, I feel like there is a lot ahead of you. I feel like... You know it's going to be really interesting watching your career. I can see you doing all sorts of different things. <laughs> um, but what what can you see is in the future for you?
1: Hopefully, a collaboration. i've been I've been really looking forward to and just yeah manifesting a a good collaboration with I don't know if it's one other artist or a group of artists, but I would um I'd love to bring back some of that that community that I was talking about earlier with the sort of production side of things um, and, and get on board with the crew and do some really cool work together and just have fun doing it
0: mm, I'm yeah. sure you will too oh well we have to finish but um, Lucy it's been a total pleasure meeting you thank you so much it's uh, been really fun yeah it's <laughs> been super fun and I hope that you will join the team so I'm going to try and lock you in
1: <laughs> I would love to join the team I just love what you're doing I think yeah it's just such an important part of creativity and Um, connecting and inspiring each other so let's Mm. do
0: it thank you awesome (laughs) and um, yeah thank you so much for being with us today cheers mandy